Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are um, the former, former Super Bowl champions. And... To be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know, so that's pretty much the mindset. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That's right, Parkins Playoff Show. I actually don't think we're doing it now Super Bowl Sunday because the whole on-air team is going to be at Benchmark from noon to 3. I hope I'm allowed to say that publicly because I just did. But uh, they're like, do you want to do the morning show and then also do that show? And I decided to not host for five hours on Super Bowl Sunday and then do a podcast at night. So I'm going to host with uh, the whole crew out at uh, Benchmark, noon to three. We hope you come on out and support us and Circa and the whole nine. But uh, that means that this will be the last appearance of my next guest. He interviews Patrick Mahomes every week on The Drive, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. He hosts nationally for Mad Dog Sports Radio. He's a good buddy of mine, was my co-host when I was in Kansas City, Carrington Harrison, back on the Parkins Playoff Show. Good morning, CDOT. Danny, I appreciate you. I mean, you live in Chicago. We all know that you have Super Bowl Sunday free. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to worry about it. You know, maybe if you lived in Chicago or Baltimore, or if you had stayed in Kansas City, you'd be busy on Super Bowl Sunday. But, no, I'm sure you will have great Cubs pregame highlights. You'll have some Bulls games. We're doing a Super Bowl show, and they pay big money, you jackass. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Hey, you know what? I'm sure it's going to be great. And you know what? Just knowing your history, I'm sure that you're going to win a lot of money. Like, I know they're paying you a lot of money, and you're going to take some of that money. And you're going to try to accurately predict what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. And just knowing your history, you're going to be spot on with everything that happens in two weeks. Oh, no, it's going to be a break-even day for me for sure. I'll 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 definitely take what they pay me and lose it on the Super Bowl. That uh, is the lock of the century. But help, help us put this Chiefs team, this Chiefs game into context within this dynastic run that they're on with Mahomes and Reed and the six straight AFC Championship game appearances. Is this the best team the Chiefs have played in the playoffs in the Mahomes era? That's a great question. I actually asked Nick Wright this a couple of days ago when he came on our show. I asked him how would he rank the teams, and he put the 2018 Patriots as the best team that he thinks the Chiefs have played during this run, I think it's the 49ers that they beat in the Super Bowl. I would probably say that's the best team, but they also had Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I mean, this team, this Ravens team, they feel very comparable to last year's Eagles team 
that the Chiefs beat in the Super Bowl. Now, Kansas City's offense is drastically different than they were last year. They were first in scoring last year. They were 17th during the regular season this year. So the offenses are very different. But I think that's probably the best comparison, last year's Eagles to this year's Baltimore Ravens. You remember, that Eagles team was really good. They ran the ball incredibly well. And they were a very complete team. That feels very, very similar to this Ravens squad. You know the thing, though, about that? The Ravens are the third best DVOA team of the 21st century. Like, I just, they're really good, man. They're really, really good. So I think they're better than last year's Eagles team because I think Lamar is better than Jalen Hurts, and I think statistically their defense is better. So the 18 Patriots is an interesting argument. I can't give you one of a team quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo, but we also don't see Mahomes as a four-and-a-half-point underdog. So even if I just went by the odds makers, we've talked about you and I many times, you know, he's 10-1-1 as an underdog against the spread, but it's normally one-point dog, two-and-a-half-point dog, maybe a three-point dog. He's a a four-and-a-half-point underdog today for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of that is the fact that they're on the road, and you know there's always that built in with the points. And some of it honestly is how good the Ravens are. This is the weird thing about the Ravens. And I have all the ultimate respect for this Ravens squad, right? But, like, you follow the NFL like I do. Outside of Lamar, who, who on the Ravens do you feel can beat Kansas City today? Like, you know, if, if they were playing San Francisco, we'd be talking about, hey, Christian McCaffrey could run for 100 yards. Hey, you got to really defend Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Like, the Ravens are one of the rare, like, very dominant teams. But outside of how great their quarterback is, I don't know who their next star is. Like, in this game, I'm not really worried about Gus Edwards having 100 yards. I'm not worried about Justice Hill having a breakout day. I love Zay Flowers, but with how the Chiefs have done against wide receivers, I don't think he's having one of those monster days that, you know, just really beat the Chiefs. You don't think it's the defensive players? Like, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, it's – because what I said, Manny, is like the the Dolphins had, what, five defensive starters out – the Ravens are all, or the Bills were all backup linebackers. I think it's in play that Kelsey, who looked old and slow at times this year, looks old and slow and is a zero today because of the middle of the def- defense that he's got to go up against. Yeah, I mean, that, that certainly is a possibility. I mean, the conversation here in Kansas City all week has been that they're going to use Kyle Hamilton in that Derwin James role. You know, they play the Chargers so much, and every game it's like, oh, they're going to put Derwin James on Travis Kelsey to try to neutralize him. So I think the Chiefs maybe have some experience with that. I certainly don't want to make it seem like I, I, I am disrespecting the Ravens or I'm down on them. But just for, for a team that is as dominant as they've been this season, heading into fourth quarters, what their point differential is, how they just blew out the Texans last week. Like, they don't feel like a team that can really overpower you in a way that maybe San Francisco could when they get rolling or maybe like Detroit with their offense could. It, 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 is, it is very unique for how good that they are. So you'd be shocked if the Chiefs are blown out today? Just given Mahomes and his history and his track record, I mean, maybe there's a late turnover that makes this a 31-17 game, but just you and I have seen enough Mahomes in these fights that he is going to give you a chance to win this game. And, I mean, for the most part this season, other than the game against the Broncos where the Chiefs had five turnovers, yeah, I would be surprised if they got blown out today. Could they lose? Absolutely. Like, they are playing a better team. 
Baltimore's offense is better than theirs. Baltimore's defense is better than them. I mean, they are pulling out all the stops. They got T-Pain doing halftime. Ray Lewis is going to be there. Terrell Suggs is going to be there. Jonathan Ogden, Ed Reed. They got Cheese doing the coin flip from the wire. I mean, they got everything. They is that true? All the stops. No, I made that up. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> but they just got everybody coming to the game today, Danny. Everybody. I was gonna say, how did I not know? That, that would that would have been incre- that, that would have been incredible. Uh, all right, so we're talking to Carrington Harrison. He does afternoons in Kansas City. Hosts nationally on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Talks to Mahomes every week. My old partner in Kansas City. What will the narrative be? If the Chiefs lose, is it going to be worst team in the Mahomes era? Or if they win, it's, wow, Mahomes did it with these guys. Or is there, and I know I'm giving you multiple choice here, wait a minute, this is the best running team in the Mahomes era and the best defense of the Mahomes era. What, like what, what, choose your own adventure, give me the Mad Lib, like what's the appropriate narrative for this Chiefs team? I mean, Danny. I mean, I actually think the answer probably is all. Like, I, I like. Do you think it's the, the worst team? Answer, I do think it's the worst team. I mean, it's, okay. it, it's very weird to say because they are so good defensively, they are so well rounded. But like, this team was not dominant really in the regular season at all. I mean, look at the final two months of the year. I mean, this team just never really got going, never really hit their stride, never really started playing great football. It honestly was like they were waiting for the postseason, and they were like, all right, well, hey, I, I guess we should go on a little bit of a run here. I mean, they played really well against the Dolphins. We saw what happened last week against the Buffalo Bills. Like, I kind of feel like Mahomes is sort of in that LeBron sphere where you know how it is with LeBron. If you win, it is, oh, my God, you did this. If you lose, we then blame the help and say, oh, hey, you got to get him more help. It kind of feels like that's what this team is. I mean, I don't want to say that the Chiefs' run has been improbable because how can it be improbable when you have Patrick Mahomes? But, I mean, just watching this team this year, this wasn't the team that was supposed to go on this kind of run. Not when you had Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore and all the drops and the penalties and some of the mistakes that we've seen for the Kansas City Chiefs over the course of the year. So, I mean, I mean if they lose, I don't know if Kansas City as a city is going to be heartbroken and torn up about it. And I think a lot of the conversation is going to be, all right, hey, how do we retool for next year? We saw what the weaknesses were on this team. How do we retool? How do we go get Patrick Mahomes more weapons? And you got two big free agents in Snead and Chris Jones. What do you do with those guys moving forward? Who's more important to bring back? I think it's Snead just because, I mean, if you're telling me my two options are a 27-year-old corner, who can match up on any number one in the National Football League, play on the outside, play on the inside, also can blitz, or a 30-year-old defensive tackle who is now going to be in his third contract. You and I both know how the NFL goes. Like, I, I love Chris Jones, but you can see how that contract is really bad in, like, 18 months. I'd be really, I'd be really surprised if, if we look back and regret the Snead contract, just given his age, for the most part, he has been healthy, and just his versatility. So if it was me... I would pay Snead because you're going to get him at a much cheaper price corner versus defensive tackle, and I'd use the rest of that money to go get a wider receiver. It's pretty crazy that they're the youngest defense in the NFL, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, this is a this is an organization that, you know, we always talk about once you pay your quarterback the changes that you need to make and how you need to draft well, and that is exactly what they've done. I mean, they had those couple of drafts 
So after they traded Tyreek Hill and they got those extra picks, I mean, you got Trent McDuffie with the pick that you traded Tyreek Hill for. You then got George Karloftis. So you got a first-team All-Pro corner, and you got a, a guy in George Karloftis who has 19 and a half sacks over the last two years. So if you make those kind of moves, you also drafted Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, they, they've done a really good job as they have transitioned into Mahomes' contract, really doing a good job of drafting and developing, especially on the defensive side. All right, so let's talk a little NFC championship game here. You're picking Detroit, yes? I am picking the Lions. I just, after watching San Francisco last week, I just feel worse about them. I feel worse about their defense and their ability to get to the quarterback for a team that has spent all the resources on the defensive line, like Chase Young. Like, there is a reason why Washington was just willing to give Chase Young away, even though he was the number two overall pick. Bosa, I don't think he played really well last week. And I just don't know what they're going to have on the offensive side with Debo Samuel. I just, we have seen two different versions of Brock Purdy. There's the one that has Debo Samuel and the one that doesn't. And the one that doesn't looks kind of average to me. I really like this Lions team. I think the Lions are going to be able to score in this game. And I got questions if San Francisco is going to be able to keep up with Brock Purdy. What do the, what do the Niners do with Purdy going forward if they lose? I don't think they do anything. I mean, especially if there's something wrong with Debo. Like, I, I do kind of think with Purdy that we don't really give him the same grace that we give a lot of the younger quarterbacks in the league. Like, I mean, like, we're not having this conversation about Tua or Herbert. I understand that those guys have maybe been a little bit more productive than Brock Purdy has. But, I mean, this, this team clearly operates well with Purdy as your quarterback. But I actually think for him in terms of, like, contract and big picture, I mean, going to the Super Bowl is the difference of you being paid like Daniel Jones and you being paid in the $200, $220 million range. Like, say what you want about Brock Purdy. If they win today and you can say, well, you can go to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, I, I don't know how you don't pay him in that scenario. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he was just older, though. I mean, you know, Garoppolo was, what, 28, 29 at that point? I mean, we're going to be talking about Purdy. He's 23 years old, so he's got one more year under this contract. I mean, you and I both know how this leagues work. If, if, if you are a 24-year-old quarterback who has his win percentage, his touchdown-to-interception ratio, and you take a team to a Super Bowl, there's just no comparison of a team that has just walked on that player or not paid that player. I mean, we live in an era in which Kirk Cousins was a free agent and basically got a fully guaranteed deal when he was a free agent. So maybe San Francisco won't pay him. Someone else will happily give Brock Purdy that money because it is a quarterback league. And as much as we talk about, like, supply and demand, the, the demand for a quarterback and the supply of good quarterbacks is not even in the least bit. No, it isn't. That's And I, I agree. I mean, he's he's a starter. I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But – San Francisco looked to upgrade from Garoppolo. They they flirted with Philip Rivers. They flirted with Brock uh, with Tom Brady, according to ESPN last year. They traded three first round picks for Trey Lance. Like I, I don't I don't think they they're maybe engaged. They're, they're they're maybe in a in a committed relationship, but I don't think they're walking down the aisle with Purdy anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. That's just really a Kyle Shanahan thing. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, like an analogy would be like, all right, Brock Purdy is available. You can, you can absolutely pull the lever, and will you get a better quarterback than Brock Purdy? I mean, maybe, but I think Purdy does a lot of the things that they need. I think he's incredibly accurate. I think he's poised for the most part. I think he can run Kyle Shanahan's offense. And I, 
to me, we, we really overrate how many franchise quarterbacks there are in the league. Like, Dak Prescott's been incredibly good over the last, what, three, four seasons. I mean, is Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback? Can you win an important game with him as your starting quarterback? Like, Justin Herbert's been incredible. Justin Herbert has never won an important game in his entire four-year career in the NFL. I just think Purdy's probably a little bit better than we give him credit. We're talking to Carrington Harrison here, Parkins Playoff Show. Who do you think has the most to gain reputationally either game with a win today? Coach, player, quarterback, et cetera. I would say it's probably between Lamar and Purdy. Um, I mean, Mahomes, we already look at him like a future Hall of Famer. I mean, all Mahomes does is like continue to grow to the legend and get closer and closer to Brady. I know he's far away, but I mean, if you take this offense to the Super Bowl, Mahomes will get all the credit in the world for what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, if you're Lamar, I mean, we talk about Mahomes as a Hall of Famer because he already is. Like, he could retire tomorrow and go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, if you're Lamar Jackson and you win two more games and you're 28 with two MVPs and a Super Bowl ring, like, Lamar will be in that same point. Hey, I can retire. Like, what makes Kurt Warner different than me? What makes, you know, other future Hall of Fame quarterbacks different? So I actually think Lamar is probably the one with the most to gain. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, I, I think Lamar, it's interesting. If he lost the game and retired, which obviously the latter will not happen, but he still wins his second unanimous MVP, there's no multi, multiple-time MVP that's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I, I do think that he's going in regardless of if he gets a ring. Yeah, probably so. But, I mean, if he has a ring – I mean, I would say then he is just Kurt Warner. Like, Kurt Warner maybe wasn't as great for as long as people remember, just given his age. You also have to remember, remember Kurt Warner had that weird period in the middle where he just was not good. Like, he was playing for the Giants for those couple of years. It was like a really weird career for Kurt Warner. If you're Lamar and your first six years, you've run 4,000 yards, you won two MVPs, look at his win percentage, you then will will have had a Super Bowl it's just hard to argue that he's not a Hall of Famer just given what he's already accomplished. And as you said, I mean, you know, his story's not over. He could win another MVP, another Super Bowl. Lamar is absolutely a Hall of Famer if they win. Are you picking the Chiefs? This is as torn as I've ever been, Danny. As torn as I've ever been. Baltimore is the better team out of the two, but all the numbers – all the data tells me you have to take Kansas City in this scenario. I mean, 11 times he's been an underdog. They have won eight times straight up, covered the spread in nine of them. And the number just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I saw it at four and a half this morning. You've got to take the Chiefs plus four and a half today. you got to. Okay. Okay. You're I don't not, know. are you? I, I, I already know you're not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think they're begging you to. I think they're begging you two, and the sharp betters are on the side of Baltimore, man. I, I just I think Baltimore's the better team this year. I think they're better. That number of four and a half is just so crazy. It was funny. I went on with Pony a couple of days ago, and he was saying that he knows some people that are taking Chiefs plus four and a half, Chiefs plus four, and also parlaying it with the Ravens money line and hoping that you get hit both, which is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, that's pretty smug. Um, well, it's kind of, it, I mean, I think it's and you know one bet I actually do like, Dan. I know you're into this thing. I actually like if you're you know like if you have Kansas City winning, I don't mind a Ravens first half Chiefs money line 
Last time I looked, it was plus 850. That's not bad because you know how Kansas City is. Like, they will be down 17-13 at half or 13-10 at half, and they'll look out of it, and then Mahomes will just do some Mahomes stuff in the final 15 minutes of the game, and they'll win. I actually don't mind a little $10, $15 sprinkle on that. All right. He's Carrington Harrison. Enjoy the games, sir. Thank you very much for always being available for these Parkins playoff shows every Sunday morning. Appreciate you, man. Danny, whenever you need me to come on to help spread the gospel of your terrible gambling ways to your – like, I know the people that listen to you know, but I really know. So I'm happy to help. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That is Carrington Harrison, Afternoon Drive, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. I should let you know, in case you didn't, the Championship Sunday is today. And you can listen to both games free with the Odyssey app. Tune in this afternoon when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the AFC title game. Coverage begins at 1 on the score. Then the Niners host the Lions in the NFC Championship, kickoff at 5.30. The game, though, will air on WBBM News Radio 780 due to Bulls basketball. Take the NFL playoffs with you wherever you go on 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Speaking of Bulls basketball for just a moment, everyone's like, Oh, the NBA, there's no defense and scoring's watered down. Guys just are scoring 70 so easily. I mean, it's not it's, – it's 70. It's just – it's easy. It's, it's easy. It's not easy for the Bulls, okay? Well, yes, I agree. It's not good for the league that 70 doesn't feel special or that Towns has 60 in a, on a day where someone else has 70. I, I agree. That is not a good sign for the league. But I would love – for a member of the Bulls to be capable of doing such a thing. Just just to, you know, shake it up a little bit. Just to inject a little bit of interesting into this godforsaken season. So, yeah. Oh, it's empty calories. Yeah, okay. You know what else is empty calories? Potato chips. They're delicious. You know, I would, t- I would take some right now in this NBA season. I'd kill for some empty calories, for some Cape Cod, for some Cool Ranch. Everything doesn't have to be, like, lean protein. Empty calories, 70-point games. I would take it. I would take it right now. Robbie Triano is our producer for the Parkins Playoff Show. And he shows up to these days, these work days, in full Lions gear. He's in his jersey 13 hours before kickoff. So I want to try to get inside the mind of the psyche of the Detroit sports fan as he has the potential to watch his team go to a Super Bowl. And I honestly think that the majority of Bears fans are rooting for the Lions, which is a very odd place to be. It's the Parkins Playoff Show on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down... We're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing, all right? That's going to be the mentality. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was Dan Campbell. He was roundly mocked for those comments, including by yours truly. And he is proving the vast majority of us very, very wrong. And that first impressions are often inaccurate and incomplete pictures. Because I got to be honest, I don't think I can remember an NFL team taking on the embodiment of its head coach in recent history in a way that the Lions have taken on the embodiment of Dan Campbell. They just, they play with a swagger and an energy and a confidence and they dance before the kickoff. You know what I mean? They just like, they're just, they're edgy and they're likable as is he. And it's a really good team. Now, I think it's also an awesome story for their fans. First playoffs with multiple wins in a single postseason since 1957. Touchdown underdog in San Francisco today for a shot to go to the Super Bowl. Robbie Triano is our executive producer. He is from Detroit. He is a diehard Lions fan. How are you feeling at Uh, this moment? First of all, none of this playoff run has felt real at all. Because I fully thought my entire life that, like, I'm 28 years old. I never thought I could even compete for a Super Bowl or be this far. So, like, to be on this run, it's surreal. But today, I'm like, I woke up very nervous. I, I played some Eminem on the way here. Like, I'm mentally prepared. And, like, I want to win. This is not, like, house money. Like, I really want to win this game a whole lot because the city of Detroit deserves this. This I just love this team so much. So, I'm very nervous. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm loving what's happening in Detroit. I... 
listen, man, I, I want it for you. I, I want it. I Thank you. I, I do. And like. But for the whole city, you know, it's um, you're not the only Lions fan that that I know, but you're you're one of I don't know a ton, but I. It's a uh, it's a great sports city. It's it's a city that um, I haven't spent much time there, but my perception of it is like cold weather city, mocked nationally. Good, good city, good food, good people, stuff to do, but not stuff to do like Chicago stuff to do. Not stuff to do like New York stuff to do. Not stuff to do like San Francisco or L.A. or Miami, you know. And so that's reflected in the passion of the sports teams. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to stay home and watch the Lions. We're going to stay home and watch the Red Wings, which is why the local TV numbers for – their teams are often among the highest in the country when their teams are good. Very similar to Kansas City, where my mom's whole side of the family is and where I worked for six years. Like Kansas City has such high ratings, even for games where the Chiefs aren't in them. Because it's just like, oh, like what's the market that has the highest ratings for like the World Cup? Kansas City. What's the highest market for ratings for college basketball? Kansas City. College football, Kansas City's always in the top 10 or top 20. Like, it's just, it's a good sports town because they they don't have a ton else to do. And so then when the Royals are good, shattered records for local television rating for the Royals. Same thing for the Chiefs. I get a, I get a very similar vibe from the Lions and just not a lot of recent history of good teams. So, I mean, I would imagine this is the most you've seen Detroit embrace a local team since, what, the 04 Pistons? Yeah, I I would say about that, and you, like, nailed it on the head. Like, I live, like, 10 minutes from the heart of Detroit. Like, technically, the city limits of Detroit are a block away from my house. Like, I could throw a stone into it, and there is not a lot of things to do. So, like, you hit the nail on the head. Like, sports is what really ties the whole city together, and you're so loyal. And that's why when you see, like, stadiums all across the country for Lions games, like, you saw it packed with Lions fans because now they are awoken and, like, they're so loyal, but, like, not a lot of people have a reason to stay in Detroit after they grow up or stay in the suburban area. And this, like, has really brought the whole city together. Like, my, my group chats are all popping off. Like, we are so tied in. And if, like, we go to the Super Bowl, like, like I'm sorry to my employers here, but I'm going to go home. Like, I want to watch that with my friends and watch that with, like, the people that I grew up watching the sport with because, like, every single year we were like, we suck, we suck. We suck, but we still hung on. We didn't like bandwagon and go be Chiefs fans or be Brady fans. Like we stuck with Detroit, um, and it's a huge moment. And this, like you said it earlier too, as well. But Dan Campbell is like the symbol of Detroit. Like hardworking, gritty, doing the things you need to do in order to get the job done. Like that—that's what this whole city is about. And he's the perfect leader. And then Brad Holmes was the perfect general manager to hit all of this. So like this has really tied the whole city together it's 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 been amazing I, I love risk taking I love aggression do you worry that he's insane I do think, you do, do you like like it is is opening the game with an onside kick in play everything's in play and that's what I love like I'd rather be aggressive than what like happens in not to like rag on 
you know, the Bears and Matt Eberflus, but he feels like a little bit more of a conservative coach. And I'd rather be the aggressor. I'd rather make teams uncomfortable. I, I trust Dan Campbell with that. And when the, the Dallas game happened and they kicked the field goal, or they didn't kick the field goal uh, to win that game. Or and they to, went for two from the seven-yard line? Like, yeah. I was, like, statistically, like, that touchdown should have counted, but ineligible receiver, whatever. But, like, I trusted Dan Campbell because he trusts his guys, and I feel like that elevates the whole team as well. Like, we have to get this done, and there's an urgency. So I ride with Dan Campbell no matter what. Yeah, you know, that that moment in sequence was so insane. The touchdown should have counted. The refs messed it up. Then the penalty backs them up. Then they go for two anyway. Don't get it. First question, do you think he would have gone for two from the seven-yard line in a playoff game? Or was part of that, this is the regular season, we're basically locked into our seed anyway. We're not, it's very, very, very unlikely that they could get the one seed. So, like, the, the message to the team in the regular season was more valuable than the win or the loss. Because I, I don't think he goes for two in a postseason game from the seven-yard line. Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially, like, if that happens today. Like, I think he would rather take the points and take on Brock Purdy again, even though, like, I'm very yeah. scared of Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and all the weapons that they have. But I think he would rather take on, you know, Brock Purdy than that. But, like, I, I hope – and what I, what I said earlier as well, like – I felt like that was such a I trust my offense so much because we do have the weapons. Like that's what I've never seen from this Detroit team. And it's like we had Matt Stafford and we had Calvin Johnson, but we had nobody else. And this year, like I, I we have a bounty. We have so many like weapons are disposable. Like Jameer Gibbs has been an absolute beast. Like he may be the best running back in Detroit besides Barry Sanders when it like his career is over. That's how good he's been. David Montgomery has been a beast. You have Amon Ross St. Brown, the most reliable wide receiver I think in the NFL based on like he will always get the catch you have Sam Laporta like this offense is stacked and Jared Goff is playing the best football of his whole life so like I would trust him if you went for in that situation because of what we have but in a do or die situation I hope he plays it a little bit more conservatively to like beat them afterwards yeah I just it felt like he was motivated by pure passion and anger at the refs there than cold hard logic uh who was the the it was number 70 who was the lineman that was oh, incorrect. John Skipper. Yeah, because then he threw it to him the next week. Remember? He was, like, at the 40-yard line or the 45-yard line, and he threw a four-yard pass to him. Yeah, it's been, it's been a running bit that, like, every time a player is now eligible or an offensive lineman is eligible, they make it very obvious. Like, even the crowd is into it, and they announce it in forward field. They've made it a very big thing to do it often. I thought that was so badass. Like, Okay, you made a call that was wrong. You screwed us. We lost the game. I'm giving the dude a catch next week at midfield. Just like I'm working him into the offense like that. That must have when when they were told at the install that that play was going to be in the game plan again, they must have gone completely insane. Like he he does things to galvanize a locker room that are great. Like I, I'd be worried about losing Ben Johnson, the the play caller. Like I, I do think that that matters, and I do. At, at any coach who's like purely based, not that he's purely based, that's belittling. That is that a majority of his thing is based on like motivation. I do worry that that can wear thin after a while. But if he is that great at it, maybe he's Mike Tomlin. 
You know, maybe that's the type of coach that that you have. Doesn't necessarily give you a schematic advantage anywhere, but every single year on those player polls, who's the coach you most want to play for? Mike Tomlin's in the top three of everybody in the league. Maybe that's the type of leader that Dan Campbell is. No, that's actually a really good point. I haven't made that comparison, but, like, that makes a whole lot of sense. And, like, the culture he's set is sound, but, like, that's why I really want to win so bad this year because obviously you could say, oh, they lost, but next year they'll be really good. If Ben Johnson leaves, like, we don't know. Like, I, that's where, like, nothing is grand, like nothing is certain. And, like, health-wise— Right, you, you, could, you lose in the play caller and your quarterback is good, but he's not the guy that when two offensive linemen injuries happen— you're confident it's going to still be great. Right. I don't think Jared Goff will ever be a top five quarterback. Like, even though he's one of the four, like, final teams, like, he will not be, in my mind, a top five quarterback just because he's so limited physically. But, like, health-wise, this has just been the perfect year. Like, this team has been healthy. Frank Ragnow has been an absolute gamer fighting through everything. Like, that's why, like, there's I, we need to win. Like, I am so – we need to win this game so bad just for the city and just because, like, nothing is guaranteed. And then you look at next year, like – Tying it into the Bears, I don't know what this team's going to be. I think the Bears are going to be a much improved team no matter where they go with their quarterback just because I like the pieces that they have and I want to believe that they're going to have better play calling than what they had last year of Getsy. All right, that's Robbie Triano. He's done an awesome job the last few weeks on these Parkins playoff shows, and he is a diehard Lions fan. So, uh, and listen, man, you definitely should watch that game with your people and you should go to the parade and you should experience Sorry, it. Sorry, Mitch. Sorry, Ryan. I got it. No, they'll understand. That's, that's a, just, you know. Give him, give him enough notice. You, you've, you've definitely earned uh, the ability to do that uh, if they win the game. Rooting for you. Don't think it's going to happen, but absolutely. Come on. Am- I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Listen, I picked you before the year. I picked you before the year. The defense is just a little bit worse than I thought it was. The offense is exactly as good. Uh, de- defense is a little bit worse th- than I thought it was going to be. Uh, go through some hypothetical Super Bowl matchups and what would be best as we put a bow on this thing ahead of Countdown to Kickoff with You Better You Bet. It is the Parkins Playoff Show on the score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. You know, I found out a reason why I could not be an NFL player, and it has nothing to do with uh, the scoliosis, the lack of athleticism, being 6'1", 150, the whiteness, the uh, the Judaism, the age, the softness. The, the desire to have my brain intact. It has nothing to do with any of that. Although those things probably are related. I was, during the break, I was going through uh, Instagram 
and I follow Patrick Mahomes on on Instagram, and that probably is not a surprise to many of you. He's good. Um, and he posted the video of the, the Chiefs uh, account of him getting off the plane. He's in a full suit. I get wearing a suit to the game. You're going to work. But the only people who should wear a suit on an airplane are the people on the 6 a.m. flights that are then getting off the plane and then going straight to a meeting. They flew in yesterday. Like, what? Why would you wear a suit on the flight from Kansas City to Baltimore? That's going to just be uncomfortable on the plane. Do you think he had the top button buttoned? Because that's a crazy move. Oh, my God. He, jacket, tie, top thing buttoned all the way to the top. Like, I, I get it. You're... On your way to being a billionaire, you're the face of the league, you're an icon, you want to look good. But, like, look good in a $3,000 sweatsuit. Look good in some, like, team-issued apparel. I, it's a great-looking suit. He's a sharp-dressed man, but flying in a suit, I just can't think of anything less comfortable. That seems awful to me. I mean, like, oh, it's a chartered plane. Yeah, I mean, the seats are bigger, but it still is just, like, a jumbo jet this is an it's not an nba team there's 53 guys on an nfl team plus the whole support staff like he has someone sitting next to him on the flight he doesn't just have one of those pods like when you're flying internationally and you spend 15k to sleep like he's he's got he's got a seatmate he's just sitting there in a suit i don't like it that just seems honestly i'm not sure it seems worth the 500 million frankly uh we have the potential for some rematches based on how this goes today. If it's Ravens-Lions, the Ravens destroyed the Lions 38-6 to in the regular season. The Ravens handily and surprisingly destroyed the Niners 33-19. to Lions-Chiefs, of course, was the opener this year. Lions won 21-20, and the Chiefs and Niners didn't play. The... The toughest ticket of all of these teams, it's actually fascinating. Like, the Lions will have massive demand, but Niners fans spend the most money because there is the most money in their fan base. But Lions and Ravens would be a crazy expensive get-in, given, like, Chiefs fans are awesome and there's a ton of them. And there's kind of like a Steph, Steph Curry effect and a Warriors effect to Mahomes. Like, there are Chiefs fans now in every city, just like there are Steph Curry fans in every city. But just they've been there so much recently. Like, in the national championships with Alabama, when they were on their run, it, like, decreased over time because the, their fans were eventually like, how many playoff games and championship games are we going to spend the money uh, to go to? I think that could set in a little bit. So Baltimore, Detroit, uh, even though it was a blowout in the regular season, would be a pretty incredible uh, matchup in terms of demand to get into Vegas. But Niners fans, too. Niners fans being close. Uh, so breaking news. It's going to be an expensive Super Bowl if you want to attend it, no matter what the matchup is. Again, I am rooting for Chiefs-Lions for fandom and rooting interest and family and for our guy Robbie, but also because I would be right from preseason. But I actually think I'm going to end up going over two, and it's going to be Niners and Ravens. Thanks to Carrington Harrison, who joined the show earlier today appreciate him getting up with the parkins playoff show we will be doing a big thing at benchmark and with circa uh on super bowl sunday from noon to three so come check us out for that so this is the last sunday morning edition 
of the Parkinson Playoff Show. You can check us out though on First and Pod, and of course, the Parkinson Spiegel Show speaks is back, so we'll be on tomorrow at two o'clock. For Carrington and Robbie, I'm Danny Parkins. Listen to Locky Lockerson and Nick Costos with You Better You Bet coming up. This is the Parkins Playoff Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 